Hey, this is Pastor Bradley, and I want to welcome you to the Res Church podcast. Res Church is a place where people discover life through knowing and following Jesus. And so we hope that you will be blessed by this message. emphasizing today especially families and, and especially scripture and the value of scripture in our lives and so one of the scriptures that came to mind when I knew that we were going to be talking about this was uh, is in Hebrews chapter 4 and you may be familiar with it with verse 12 um, starting in verse 12 and it says for the word of God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and of the spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. And I think that is just, uh, as we think about Scripture and the importance of Scripture, those first, that first part of verse 12, to be reminded that God's Word is alive and it's active. I mean, just think about that for a minute. You know, it's probably easy for us. How many of you have more than one Bible? How many of you have more than two Bibles? Three, four, five you know, we, we just take that for granted, I think, in this country especially. And, and if we're not careful, we, we can just either pick it up and read it or turn to your app on your phone and read it and just, and just read it for the sake of reading it and maybe even view it as historical things that have happened, which there are. It is a record of how God has dealt with these people, and we do have some history about God's dealing with people, but the, His Word is still alive, and it's active. It's not like reading a history book of some other event that has happened. Uh, it's, it applies to, to now, to, to today. And so, even as we think about families, there may be some of you, uh, especially even younger families, and you may have a time where you have a prayer time with your children at night. And maybe you read a scripture, or maybe you gather around the table, or maybe you share some scripture. Be reminded that that what you are doing is reading a word that is alive and active. And it's able to be deposited into the lives of your children and that word will work in their lives. That's powerful and I think we can we can probably forget that if we're not careful. Uh, so I just want you to think this morning of the importance of Scripture and what it, what it means and that it is something that, it, that is alive and active. And just, just to share with you, you know, we have elders here at the church and we meet monthly, we meet more than monthly, but specifically we meet on a Thursday morning once a month and we are going through the book of John together. That's why we meet. We meet to read, study, and talk, and think about God's active, living Word. What is God saying? What is He doing? What does that mean for us? What does that mean for the, for the body that He's gathered here today? So we, we're trying to 
model that in a way, at least in that method and other things that are going on. But just to let you know that, that our church has a value that we describe as treasure hunting. And, and so that, that's a simple phrase, but it, it's got a lot that can be unpacked. But just the idea, first of all, God is the treasure, right? God's the treasure. His Word as a whole is a treasure, but when we dig in it, it's like searching for little gems and little things that God wants to deposit into our souls. Have you ever found yourself uh, picking up the Bible and reading a particular verse or maybe a certain chapter of something and you just kind of stay there for a little bit and you just feel like God is just doing something as you read that? You're, you're maybe gaining a new understanding of that. that that's, that's the idea that you're your treasure hunting you've discovered a treasure and so this church believes in the word I'll tell you as we came from a different church having been involved vocationally in ministry and I've shared this before but we visited a lot of churches and when we came here we stayed because we weren't needing a church necessarily that was just overly friendly and everybody was going to want to know our name and want to come to our house, and which would have been fine if that would have happened. But we wanted to make sure we found a church that preached the Word of God. And this is that kind of church. And so it's a value that we share. So just want you to be reminded as we continue with this service and just thinking about as a family the importance of Scripture, that God just speaks that in your heart as we continue to worship. Okay. Exodus three thirteen through 15. Then Moses asked God, If I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the Israelites. Yahweh, the God of our fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is how I am to be remembered in every generation. Thanks, Heather. Isaiah 46, 8 through 10. Remember this, keep it in mind, take it to heart, you rebels, as me. Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God, there is no other. I am God, there is no one like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. Thank you. Joel 2, 28 and 29. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, 
I will pour out my spirit in those days. Micah 5.2 But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Thanks. Mark 1.6-8 John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Thank you. I need my glasses. <laughs> okay. Acts 2, 36 to 39. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter, and the rest of the apostles, brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far, I can't see that, <laughs> far off, everyone whom the Lord our God called to himself. Romans 1, 16 and 17. I am not ashamed of the good news. It is God's power, and it will save everyone who believes. It is meant first for the Jews. It is meant also for those who aren't Jews. The good news shows that God makes people right with himself. From beginning to end, become, becoming right with God depends on a person's faith. It is written, those who aren't right with God... Those who are right with God will live by faith. This is 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5. Is that right? Okay. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Revelation 21, 1 through 6. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. Did you see how those 
passages just connect. We just did like a 30,000 foot flyover of the gospel from the Bible, right? I mean, that's really what we did. And I, and I want to point out, would you agree with me? The Word of God is powerful when it's just read. And you know, I think sometimes families, because what, what we want to kind of end with is emphasizing, saturating your home with the Word of God. Storing up, treasuring, we're going to read that verse in just a minute, hiding the Word in your home, because like Mandy said, you're here about 75 minutes a week on average, but you're home the rest of the time. And I think sometimes families, husbands and wives, parents, they're a little bit intimidated to open up the Word of God at home because they're afraid they won't be able to explain it. And how many of you understand, Colossians says this, the Word of God bears fruit and increases wherever it goes. And we just got a taste of just how powerful it can be. Just open the book and read it. You don't have to give a sermon, Mom. You don't have to exegete it, Dad. You don't have to come up with fancy questions to ask your kids. Just read the Word of God. Worship in the Word. I'll tell you, about almost 25 years ago, Mary and I were on a missions team together. We weren't married yet, but we went to London, England, and we were doing some street ministry in Leicester Square, which is one of the main, main thoroughfares there in the city. And after we got done with what we were doing on the street, it attracted a crowd. There was a man and a woman, a young man and a young woman that came up to Mary and I and a small group of us that were standing there, and they invited us to their flat for tea, which we thought was the coolest thing ever, right? Like we went, get to go to their apartment and have tea. So I won't go into all the details, a lot of children in the room, but when we walked into this apartment, it was obvious to us these people were nowhere near Jesus. They had been nowhere near a church. It was, it was almost scary and a little bit nauseating what we saw when we walked in. Okay, And I'm not talking about dirt and that stuff. It's just what we saw. You understand what I'm saying? It was, it was clear that we were not in Kansas anymore. We walked in that room and this couple was being so kind to us. They had heard the gospel. They had seen it portrayed in what we were doing. And... They, sure enough, they, they got out tea, and we sat down in this flat, began to drink tea together, and I had my Bible with me, and I said to them, I said, would you mind if I just open my Bible and read some scripture? And they were, smiles came on their faces, and they said, we would love that. And I, listen, I'm 20 years old, I haven't finished Bible college yet, I didn't preach a sermon, all I did, I don't even remember where I read, all I did was open the book and read. And the atmosphere of that apartment changed completely. And that man and that woman gave their heart to Jesus right there in that flat. And I haven't seen them since. We connected them with a local pastor that we, had wor we were working with there in London. But I, I'm convinced, and I pray this way, that one day when Mary and I enter into eternity, we're absent from this body and present with the Lord, that I'm, we're going to see that couple in heaven, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have a great laugh together and a great rejoicing together that God, you know, the Bible says we're born again through the Word, right? The Word of God is so powerful and effective, and like I said, it bears fruit and increases wherever it goes. Look at Psalm 119 with me really quickly, just a couple of minutes, and we'll be done. Psalm 119. I'll start with verse 1. We'll read the first five verses, and then we'll read verses 9 to 16. 
Psalm 119. No, I'm not going to read all of it. Love to hear those pages turning. All right, are you there? Say amen. Okay. Verse 1. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Now, you read that and... First thought might be, if you just read that much, is that sounds like just some good old-fashioned Bible reading right there. Like Sunday school takes me back. Is that this Christian life is really about obey the rules, keep your nose clean so God won't be mad at you. Follow the rules, keep the statutes. God's commanded that his precepts be kept diligently. For a lot of my childhood and my early adult years, I could not get it out of my head that God was mad at me or happy with me based on my performance. I knew the gospel. I knew Jesus died for my sins. I knew about, you know, even as I got into college and early adult years, about propitiation and atonement. I understood all of that. I believed salvation by grace through faith. But I could not shake this perception that God was measuring his love for me, his grace towards me, his mercy towards me, based on how well I was performing with the rules. But here's what I came to discover, is that God is not as concerned about my discipline as he is my delight. Because discipline follows delight. Let me say that again. God is not so much as concerned about my discipline as he is about my delight in him. Because if I delight in him, the discipline will follow. And that's true of every area of our lives. We know that. So as we hear the psalmist talking about, blessed is he who follows the rules. Blessed is he who keeps the precepts. Well, let's ask the psalmist, okay, how does that work? Look at verse 9. How can a young man keep his way pure? There's the question. Look at this. By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up. That word means treasured, hidden. You know, back when this was written, they didn't have banks. If you were going to store something you had to, that you treasured, you had to hide it. Okay? So this is... I'm storing up, I'm treasuring, I'm hiding the word where? In my heart that what? That I might not sin against you. You know what the struggle of the Christian life is? It's not so much behavioral as it is about competing affections. What did we just sing? Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. If you're a born-again, spirit-filled Christian, here's what I know is true about you. You love God, and you do delight in Him. And you know there's nowhere else that you're going to find satisfaction except in Him. But oh, like C.S. Lewis said, we are the kind of people who settle for mud pies when we're offered a steak. That's what sin is. Competing affections. Our little finite minds and hearts and bodies will quickly turn to something that feels good immediately and we forget that it's in God that I'm satisfied. So the psalmist says, how do I keep my way pure? I store up your word. I guard my delight 
with your word. Verse 12, blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. I just want you to notice that there's a connection. There's an interwovenness for the psalmist of what's coming out of his mouth. Verse 13, with my lips I declare... Okay, so what's coming out of his mouth, what he meditates on, what he fixes his eyes on, and what he delights in. Do you see the connection? There's a connection for the psalmist. There's an interwovenness with what's coming out of his mouth, what his mind is fixed on, what his eyes are focused on, and what he delights in. That's, listen, it is so awesome that God gave us a book. A spirit-inspired, alive and active, bears fruit and increases where it goes, book that contains his word, contains his revelation of himself to us. We call it treasure hunting because when we get in here, we find the treasure. And Jesus said the kingdom is like a treasure buried in a field. And when a man finds it, for joy. Everybody say for joy. For joy, he goes and sells all he has and buys the field. Here's the good news about God. He's for your joy. He's for your joy because when your joy is in him, your satisfaction is in him, he is glorified all the more. So what's coming out of your mouth? You might be in the struggle right now. What's coming out of your mouth? What's coming out of your kids' mouths? What are you and your spouse saying to each other in the middle of whatever it is you're going through? What are your minds fixed on? What are, you, what are you meditating on? What are your eyes focused on? And where's your delight? I promise you, if you would trust God enough to just open this at home and just read it, store it up, treasure it, you'll be amazed at how the atmosphere of your home, of your marriage, your parenting, how you live your life, how you go to work, how you go to bed, how you wake up in the morning, how it will change as your satisfaction and delight in him goes up and all these competing affections, you see them for what they really are. They're a cheap substitute for the glory of God. I want to pray with you. Father, thank you for your word and thank you for a Sunday morning to gather as a church family and remember we live not by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. This is our bread. This is our life. Is you. You are life. You are bread. And so we thank you for the treasure of your word. And we ask, Lord, we ask that as families, as moms and dads, husbands and wives, single folks, students, young adults, those who are in their senior adult years, all ages, all generations, that we would leave here today with a renewed and refreshed desire to experience you. Your presence where there's fullness of joy. Your right hand where there's pleasures forevermore. That we would experience you in your word. Let your word bear fruit and increase wherever it goes. And I, I believe that under the sound of my voice, there's a dad, there's a mom, there's a husband, there's a wife, there's a student... 
that maybe they've been intimidated to open the book. But they're going to leave here today just saying, you know what? All that scripture that was read at Res Church, I'm just going to open it and I'm going to dive in. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you, you would make that such a powerful experience and life-changing experience for every person who takes that step this week. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope that the Lord has blessed you through today's message, and we would love to hear from you. Tell us how God is working in your life and how we can pray for you. You can also help us reach others by investing at resfaith.com give. Thanks again for joining us.